the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. And yo, the Tribal Chief acknowledged me. <laughs> Roman Reigns followed me on Twitter. It's not really him. Because he's only got like four followers. <laughs> so, whichever one of you fuckers are ribbing me. Fuck you. Alright. Well, it's not us for once. Really? Because the dude's only following me and Katie. Oh. I don't have Twitters. The guy don't have Twitters, T.Y. I've just been watching the ship sync on Twitter. I'm JD. Oh, yeah. I forgot we hadn't introduced the rest of ourselves. I'm Will. I had a long-winded intro. I'd get my heat back. Um, Let's start off with a little bit of news this week. AEW is making us look like a bunch of dumbasses by um, looking like I saw at Wembley. Yeah. Shit's looking crazy. It's already the third biggest wrestling gate in history without a single match announcement. I'm not going to lie, I'm impressed. It would As be you more impressive if it wasn't the UK, though, because they're mental for wrestling over there. Everyone that ever runs over there gets fantastic gate, no matter what. Okay, w- but let's be real. Didn't get that good of a gate, though? But let's be real, and WWE is about to run in London, and they're running the O2 instead of Wembley. What are they running eight for? Money in the bank. They knew they couldn't sell at Wembley. They could. They could not sell at Wembley with money in the bank. They could. No, yeah. they tried to sell. They tried to sell, sell a stadium in Las Vegas last year and had to move it to a, a, an arena mm. with money in the bank. It's not a big enough pay per view. Well, all in a big enough show. Clash at the Castle last year didn't sell out either, and that was like True. low sixty k. And they're already at 70 for Wembley. Like, well, and they're doing. There's fuck and all. Cardiff gets less good wrestling than London. So I'm saying, like, there's fuck all in Cardiff. So, like, I, I don't know. Either way, I'm impressed. Uh, like, like I said, WWE could have t- ran, tried to run Money in the Bank in Wembley, and they didn't. They ran a 02. AEW tried to run all in, and everybody said they weren't going to sell out shit, and it looks like they're going to legitimately sell it out. It's impressive as hell. Well, and it's still so far out that I feel like it is a guaranteed sellout because they've already gone well over 75% filled in about 72 hours. So once they actually do start announcing some matches, that's going to push it over the finish line. Because they're more than likely going to do a rematch of Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay there. I'll have them get the win then. Oh, Let's... no. One, Ospreay's 100% getting his win back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what if they announce CM Punk coming back? But that's um, That'll be the reason the whole. Punk's the reason they decided to run Wembley. If you ask me. Well, yeah, they got to have him wrestle Goldberg. <laughs> I would love it. That's how they. Eric Bischoff told him that's how you sell out Wembley. Yo, He's I not would, wrong. I would watch. 
I'll watch yeah, that match would be fucking hilariously bad. <clears throat> That's why I would watch. What if Goldberg kicks you a book in the He probably would. What if, what if Punk gives Brett his receipt for him? Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of CM Punk, apparently, according to reports, he was backstage at Impact playing Uno. That's spicy. I know. I wonder what this means for collision. <laughs> hey, I'd play Uno with Pepsi Phil any day. I wouldn't because I think he would be a giant pain in the ass bickering about what the the rule set we're running with is. So would I. It's always house rules. Yeah, but whose house? Impact house. house you're at. Ron's house. Martin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I dated myself on that one. No, Martin's one of the greatest shows ever made. I mean, you're not wrong. Run up there with In Living Color. Uh, they finished the draft this week. Rhea Ripley went to Raw, so we're going to get a lame-ass title swap between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair again. Um, anything else happened in the draft related significance? Um, major okay. significance. We found another member of the free agency pool, the man whose head is simply too large to be contained by one brand, Von Wagner. <laughs> Von Wagner. Poor guy. I guarantee um, he is not going to show up anywhere else and they're just going to release him. Probably. He does not have it at all. And his storyline recently was about him not having it at all. How's everyone feel about John Boy Gargano being a free agent and not even getting drafted? I have a feeling he's going to be on Raw uh, with the rest of the way. Yeah. But he's still he's injured right now, right? Is he? I think so. The I think he got be injured in that match with Grayson Waller. You can say the way should have totally come out of that song by Fastball. Uh, and I, I think Indy's hurt right now too, so that the way is gonna have to wait a bit. If she's hurt, why did they bother with drafting her? Uh I don't know. I don't. I don't know why they didn't have her drop the belt the week before in the triple threat when they didn't have to even have her take the pinfall. Maybe she's not as hurt as we think. I mean, she, man, that ain't that leg folded in half. It's a work. Uh, whatever. It was her work leg. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, there was another call up. Cameron Grimes on SmackDown. Yeah. Already getting stuck into the fucking mid card hell that is a debut Baron Corbin feud. It's called the Baron Corbin mid card uh vortex uh yeah the Baron Corbin card of mid mid fuck it I'll, I'll, you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> sorry Jesus take three um the like, only thing that could be a worse way for you to debut on the main roster is the Zigglypuff feud there it is <laughs> I knew where it was going that at least. 
that's the true mark of we don't have anything for you. So we're going to give you a fair shot, but you better figure something out for where you're going to work in four years. Okay, so on the contrast, you have the Miz feud, which is we don't have anything for you, but we really believe in you. So we're going to put you out with there with somebody that can carry the feud with their mouth. Yep. Which I like that they're giving to Nakamura now, and the way they've been airing the vignettes is just like Nakamura never wrestled there before, and they're like, holy shit, have y'all seen this dude? (laughs) (laughs) Karrion Cross just needs to go back to the Gladiator, right? No, he needs a... I'm going to die on that hill. He needs an ice cream truck, and he needs to be called the Big Scoop Karrion Cross. Or no, carrying cream. <laughs> and so he, he's got the little hat. He's basically like that dude from early Spawn, the ice cream serial killer that killed children. But that's yeah. his gimmick. And then he jumps into the crowd and starts trying to grab kids. And then the baby face stops him from grabbing the kids. And that's a great way to get your shine. Why not? Turn- See, that has to be that has to be an indie gimmick though, because there's too many kid diddlers out there in the indies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, but I, just but just imagine the potential, especially if they take that shit abroad. Bring that gimmick back to Puerto Rico. Before we talk about Puerto Rico, uh, let's stop real quick. Uh, talk about that AEW tag team match for the between the four pillars. That was a fucking crazy ass match. It was a fun match. I actually tuned in live just to see that one particular match. I really enjoyed it, uh, but one thing really stands out. Among those four, Sammy Guevara does not belong. At all. I've said that. He is a pretender to the throne. I've said that for years. I'll stand all that. This is a three-pillar feud featuring Sammy Guevara. I mean, someone's got to eat a pin, brother. Four pillars? Masala's not alive. Yeah, he is. He's got long, curly hair now, and he's a twink. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I've I lost my train of thought, so let's go to Puerto Rico. Well, uh, wait. So, segue back to the draft. I'm sure you guys already talked about it. The new World Heavyweight Championship that the internet's shitting their pants about talking about how fucking terrible it is and I'm like can, can you motherfuckers not just appreciate a thing I, I actually like something for fuck's sake I like it myself I go back and forth yeah. I feel like I'll like it better once I see someone actually holding it because any belt by itself can look weird but once it's actually on someone it'll look better yeah. reports have come out this week too that's not even finished uh, that's the reason no one's picked it up and held it or held it up or anything because it's, it's just it's kind of to the strap right now. Oh, so okay. it's not it's not put together. They just had to have something out to roll out for television. So that's okay. just the PDF that they glued to some cardboard. Yes, sure, yeah. But I like the belt. Like it certainly looks. I better. think it looks good. It's a good homage to the big goal. It needs to be bigger. That I do. I think the same thing. If it was a little bit bigger, I think people would probably be more be more receptive to it. But like the biggest grip I've seen on the internet is uh, it's got the big logo in the middle. Well, yeah, yeah. Fucking championship does these days. Get over it. Seen the UFC championship. 
That, the that UFC championships used to be even worse about that. Of it's literally just a gold oval with UFC in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start referring to this belt as the medium gold because it's not quite as big as the big gold. But, like, <clears throat> they made you a compromise. Everyone was exactly. like, bring the world heavyweight title back. Well, they fucking did, and you're still bitching about it. And how hard is it to get a compromise from WWE? Right? Fuck. You can't make them all happy. If I can like a fucking thing, the rest of you assholes can fucking like it. Settle down. Our very our very own Shane Daniels hates the fuck out of it. Um, That's why he's not here tonight. He's still upset. He's stealing the gimmick. He shouldn't be upset. He's beating the hell out of Bill Pitts. I mean, he's not too far ahead of me now. Or me, for that matter. I just fucking blew it, guys. He's far well, ahead of me. <laughs> you, you did so bad at WrestleMania, though, you're not catching up. No. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the view from the basement there, bud. So, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. SmackDown looked awesome from Puerto Rico, by the way. Uh, seeing a... a just a regular television show, weekly television show coming from that arena was amazing. No, they ran the same house that they ran the pay-per-view in. Yeah. Huh. I think they sold it out both nights. Yep, they sold it out both nights. Hmm. They had 16,000 people, 16,000 plus both nights. Fuck me. <laughs> the entrance right. setup looked really neat, too. Yo, I love that entrance setup. Yeah, when they bring the big fist back, let me know. And well, this one yeah. was just really... I mean, did you watch at all? Did you see any pictures or anything? So it was just like a really simple screen that just kind of set like candy quarter to each other. Really small, but it made a really small entrance way so that like you could have fit the maximum amount of people in the stadium. So in my head, I'm see, picturing that year they did that with the, the Rumble. Where they had uh, yes. the LED Mike went down, and then they had the big, well, not big, but it was like a kind of the kind of the closest thing I could think to describe to it, but not quite that, like a crooked version of that setup, and a little simpler yeah. than that too. Well, I'm down. Fuck, let's go. It looked great, dude. dude I'm a big fan of like smaller stages so you could fit more people in like bigger stadiums. I I've, yeah. I've always been, especially like when the WWE did it with the '90s. Like with uh, at the Madison Square Garden, like at WrestleMania 10, like something like that. That simple. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need the like the big stages and stuff like that. Yeah, so something that simple, it, it's just enough. My crowd was incredible. Like the, uh, the fluorescent light entrance from the nineties. The oh, entrance, dude. fucking lot. I love that. Now they didn't bring back stage from I want to say it was Armageddon with the weird swinging hook things. That's oh. That was awesome. Yeah, those ruled. Um. So yeah, the crowd was incredible both nights. Incredible. You know, Bianca is truly the face of the company now. That she went into there and was getting booed hard, and everyone was like, "Fuck yeah, our flippy internet darling!" And she took it in stride. Yo, um. Yeah, well, let's just start off a backlash. Um, 
Io and Bianca opened the show. That match, whew, that match was great. Io's one of the best right. in the world. I keep telling y'all. And Io is a babyface in Puerto Rico. I'd seen a report on Twitter that was like a live reaction of it, and somebody was like, "Damn, this crowd's over with Io." So they may may want to call an audible on this one. Honestly, I kind of think they should have because I think there's more story potential of having EO leave damage control with the belt than just getting kind of screwed over. Sure. See, I don't even think you need to make EO leave damage control. You could have her win the belt, have Bailey and Dakota chase the tag belts. That would be the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was always a proponent of a good, strong baby face on the chase. After, you know, your heel champion. That, I don't know. <laughs> that was always I just my thing. I, I I know they're looking for, uh, they want to be out going to set the record and everything, but I just think she needs to drop it because she's just faced no adversity and she's got to have something, something, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of story to face or else she needs to turn heel. I mean, she's had some solid feuds out of it. I think it's just, they desperately needed the draft because now the sp- a lot of the people on the SmackDown women's roster are people she hasn't done one-on-one with other than Asuka. He... The problem with the SmackDown women's roster still, too, though, is there's no one on that roster that I can look at and say, yeah, they could be Bianca. Bianca oh, can't feud with anyone. Like cash in. It needs to be, yeah. But Bianca facing anyone, I look at them and I'm going to pick Bianca just about every time. Well, so that's how you build a star. That's true. She eats a lot and some she, that you don't think she should ever lose to. Boom, they're a star. And, I mean, she is definitely she, a star, so she's going to build one at this point. Shane McMahon. Yes. Uh, that match was incredible, though. The finish uh, had Bailey holding Bianca's uh, ponytail so that Io could hit the moonsault and ref caught her, shoot her away at Stalled EO, missed the moonsault, got hit with KOD finish. I guess that looks like that one armed gorilla press slam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, Bailey's pants, though. Oh, shit. Yes. Bailey's pants. The real MVP is a match. Um, but yeah, it looks like damage control's over. I, I, I feel like those are wasted faction. What's the point these days? Like, most stables are just a vehicle to push a story. They're together for like six months and then they fuck off with it, you know? It sucks. But it is what it is. Kind of solid stable judgment day, though. <laughs> Until they get bored and they blow, blow them up for the sake of pushing a story, you know? No, I think they're gonna they're gonna run with Judgment Day for a while. I feel like what they're gonna end up doing is recruiting a bunch of random members, which kind of is worse in a way. You yeah. gotta have to get an aesthetic. I don't completely hate adding members though. That way, you have people like you still have your main core, then you have people eat the pit. They should add Braun Strowman, Bronkley and Ricochet. Now, just Bronco Block, but 
I want to see him try to be all edgy and goth. Oh, fuck. He'd be like Lurch. Durang. <laughs> that could be their gimmick. They could just be the Adams family. Add Otis. Holy shit. And he could be Pugsley. Dude, May Young's hand could be in that group. All right, moving on. <laughs> they written all over that dude. JD just don't know how to draw a house. <laughs> That's how you draw a house, unless you just want to book the Carpet City King Shane Daniels. Uh, Omos and Seth Rollins was better than it had any business being. Um, what do you mean? We all knew that was going to be a great match. Yeah, that match was fucking great. And I still, I picked Seth, but I still would argue Omos should have won. Yeah. Back-to-back pay-per-view robberies for Omos. You just fucked over a 26-year-old 7-foot-4 giant. Like, why? He's not even 30. And the man has years he could he could be in the ring. Just wait and until he gets into his spot monkey years and starts doing a, a lot of moonsault stomp. I mean, the dude's gotten better, too. Like, he, they, Yeah. He, he looked good last night wrestling Seth. Dude, every time he just fucking tosses someone like a bag of flour, I see the vision that Vince saw when he first laid eyes on him. <laughs> like if Johnny Gonzalez could work how did you feel about the start of the match when he did that fucking running big boot oh yeah that shit was hilarious and it was also insane seeing him not even actually have to lick his leg like, that high to kick like his leg just kind of went parallel yeah so like having to go up um so I like, too, how Omos jumped in before the match, right when the wild crowd was singing a song, getting his heat. That was pretty nice. What song were they singing? They were singing the, whoa, you know, the, the Seth Rollins shit. Yeah. I thought you were going to, the, like, the old-school WrestleMania song. No, no, no. Yeah, the WrestleMania song. They're, they were singing that the whole match. They're getting right. <laughs> They're getting ready for that main event for Omos at WrestleMania 47. The stop off the top rope looked good. That did. That looked better than I was expecting. Yeah, when he when he starts to climb up there, I was like, oh, this is going to be goofy. And it was. Like, it was definitely the most wrestling logic thing ever of, I have to find a way. The only way I can beat him is to stomp on his head. So let me jump from an even higher point. <laughs> that is the most Memphis dumb shit ever, but it's great. Because wrestling shit dumb shit. Okay, why? Right. Will, talk to us about that triple threat because I know that was uh, what you were looking forward to. I was. So there is a really good triple threat that was a singles match between my boys Bobby Lashley and Jonah Rock, and they were the only competitors. A triple threat of two guys? Well, there was a referee, so, you know. And they were fighting for the vacant WWE United States Championship, 
and unfortunately vacant came out on top so no one still holds the belt <laughs> but bobby lashley and fucking what's what's his new name i always forget bronson reed bronson reed yeah so jonah rock and bobby lashley were doing good shit they were beef caking it up bobby lashley was doing all his typical big power shit and bronson reed was just existing and becoming a wall <laughs> everything you could want he hit a the crowd lost their fucking mind seeing him hit a moonsault also commentary kept forgetting how much he weighed oh that was hilarious he kept moving around between 320 and 360 pounds and they anytime they'd bring up bronson's weight it would be a different amount well depending on which camera was on him yes <laughs> the HD cameras add more weight than regular TV camera. Did he have a fucking porterhouse steak in his pocket somewhere? He had multiple. The pop for Zelina Vega and that when she came out for that winning championship match was insane. Yeah. That was one of those ones where once I heard the pop, I honestly thought, you know, they might just say fuck it and put the belt on her. I wouldn't have been hated if they just put it on her for like a week or so. It had Rhea Ripley win it back. Yeah. That felt like Rhea, it felt like Rhea had a strong story to win it. So it would be like, oh, she lost all that. No, she just lost a small story with Charlotte. And, and that would have been it. Like, could have put it on her for a week. But overall, I mean, it was a solid match. It didn't do anything super crazy. It They worked the crowd and gave the Puerto Rican audience exactly what they wanted to see out of that match other than Zelina winning. Which they had let her get very, very close a few times too. Well, most of the final sequence was Zelina getting her shit in and then it was like, oh, you fucked up in this one area and now the heel has got you for their finisher. Yep. Classic. It was a, it was a great match. Uh, that crowd loved Zelina Vega. Um, and she showed a lot that match too. Yeah. I'm hoping that impressed management and cause she's been a really slept on wrestler for a while and yep. I'm hoping she'll be like kind of move up the card for the SmackDown women's roster, especially since the LWO has gotten so over now. Speaking of LWO, we talked about that, uh, pop for Zelina, that, Held in comparison to the pop for uh, San Benito, Bad Bunny. Was that the next match? Yes. That should have main evented. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should have. It kept, that should have main evented. That was one of the greatest wrestling entrances of all time. Coming out to Chambia, perfect fucking pick. One of my favorite Bad Bunny songs. Everyone in the arena screaming. Every screaming every word. The only thing great. that could have been better is Bad Bunny's entrance gear looked horrible. His ring gear looked terrible. Yeah, it looked like it was like Shawn Michaels brown pants. But then he also had a brown shirt. Yeah, so he was just basically dressed yeah. like a turd. Well, but Damian Priest looked fucking dope. Well, he wore the same gear he wore for the WrestleMania tag match. Yeah, but why didn't Bad Bunny? Uh, he should have. Or wear something better. <laughs> Which also, on the topic of Bad Bunny, 
further proof that this is the biggest star to ever walk into wrestling. Nobody backstage told him to take off that WWF racing scratch jacket. Smackdown. <laughs> he threw out that jacket to the crowd. You know that's a $6,000 jacket? Damn. Wow. He threw a $6,000 jacket, $6, jacket into the crowd. Let's see it on eBay tomorrow. I doubt it. No, I guarantee you there, whoever got that, better than that or got robbed. Fuck that, I'd tell the motherfucker. 6,000? Uh, not a jacket. I would wear that shit. He threw no, it to incredible. He threw it to a plant. I thought that was a person. <laughs> yeah, that, that match was incredible though um, Bad Bunny is dude commits I was almost sure we were going to see him bleed being at home and everything I thought but, uh, someone was going to but apparently not but I mean at the same time they didn't even need to go there because no. once it got super WCW and had a billion <laughs> I like, like they, for Carlito for Carlito, and then like I was like out of my seat when Savio Vega came out. See, Savio I knew was gonna come out because they already showed him and kept being like Savio gave him these kendo sticks. Yeah. I figured he would come out at some point. Carlito, I didn't really know one way or the other, but holy shit, that was one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. Like she that. If I Mahler didn't know Tommy Born recognized Carlito's music the second it starts playing. It'd be way cooler if Lawler was on commentary when uh, Savio came out. He'd be like, it's Chevy Vega. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any time is better when Lawler is on the mic or just involved. Just I agree. Just patch him in for that spot. By the way, Carlito looks fantastic. He looks like a million bucks. They, why didn't they sign him when they brought him back after so many of you? That's what I was thinking. Dude. He is so fucking yolked. Mm-hmm. Yo, he looks like he could. He looks like he could reasonably be in the main event now. Yeah. Well, should have been in the main event to begin with. He was there. Yeah, he should have. But you know, does it give give Carlito? They they should have given the tag belts to him and that dude Jesus that stabbed John Cena in the club. Hey! This is shit uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens and Friends versus the Bloodline. Dude, so wild that we're at the point where we had a Bloodline cooldown match. Right. About uh, so like this match was it existed on the card. Yeah. They should have. Wasn't meant with that. Like it wasn't meant to be great in the ring. It was more about the story. Um, I don't know if the right move is to have Solo turn on the Usos yet or not, but it looks like they're going to do it soon. I don't know. I feel like it's it's not the right move, only because what the fuck are you gonna? do with them if you kick them out of the bloodline right now they would have drafted them to raw cool but they, they didn't do that and that's why I think they should have done some weird shit where 
Roman big dicks them and forces them to be free agents. But he makes in the company. Yeah, he does. He holds two belts. That's double the moves. So he's got four. Well, no, it's only two moves. Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso to Monday Night Raw. Um, do you like Hort? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bodega Boy got him a big win over Brock Lesnar. Right. What the fuck was that little why I oughta waddle he did? <laughs> and also, what the fuck is up with him on SmackDown the night before being all like, Brock, you're a coward, I'm gonna beat your ass, wins with a roll-up and immediately runs away. Not only that, just you? before the match. But, damn, dude, Brock was selling his ass off from everything I saw because I didn't bother watching the full match because why the fuck would I watch that? Um, Brock split his fucking skull open pretty bad on the ring post. Yeah, you could that see it. Way. That was hard way. No, that was Brock Lesnar. That wasn't Heater. <laughs> if you he smashed his face straight into that turnbuckle. He knew what he was doing. Wrestling. He knew what he was doing. And it, but, but he bled so much. Like Cody was covered in blood, and for once it wasn't his. I predict Cody is definitely not getting the Consolation Prize championship because Brock's going to screw him out of his triple threat match, and then they're going to run it back at Saudi Arabia with Brock winning. So they can milk this for a trilogy. Would not doubt it, especially since Roman's probably holding that belt until WrestleMania 40 or SummerSlam after WrestleMania 40. Why stop there? I don't know, honestly. I don't know that it, they will. What's the point at this point? They made another title. They could just have him hold it forever because someone finally saw footage of whenever Zack Sabre Jr. had three belts and would wear them all at the same time around his waist and they were like that would look dope on Roman little <laughs> uh, dragon sitting there going that's adorable yeah that definitely shouldn't have been the main event though that uh Definitely should have been Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I scoff at you. Damian Priest did a main event? Yeah. Man, Damian Priest is a made man after that match. Sure, but that... And also, Bad Bunny was kind of the best worker on the card. Damn, was he ever. Says He's bumping his ass off. I mean, it he may not be the best wrestler on the card, because, I mean, Kevin and Sammy were there, but he definitely gave the best performance of the whole show. And he had a shopping cart. What more could you want out of your wrestling than shopping carts, Jake Murphy? Wrestling, maybe? 
No. Oh, okay. Says the says the uh, the other fellow work rate aficionado in the group. All right, it's time for the best segment of the week. The whole reason anyone listens to this podcast. It's time for the MVP of the week. Week, 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 week. They're echoing here. Yeah, it's called dramatic effect and good sound editing. Well, take that shit off. It's annoying. So, kicking it off, I'll give MVP of the week to Zack Sabre Jr. Because goddamn, that New Japan World TV title match with Jeff Cobb was so fucking good. Good that, exactly might be the, that might be the best time limit draw finish I've ever seen. Also, Bad Bunny was pretty cool, too. <laughs> Yake. Well, you're wrong, because it's me. What did you even do? I defended my CW championship against Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo? That's my nickname for Brad Banner. Okay. No, I'm sorry. So you're comparing him to Nazi Hercules? JD said it. Pre, pre, Pre-Nazi Hercules. Before everybody knew he sucked. Because he's still got the long hair and everything. Not the... Eric. But, hey. I don't know, we had a really good fucking match, and dude was in his own head about it the whole time, and I'm like, you're wrestling me. What are you nervous about? Settle down, we're going to have a night at the office. That's what we did. Easy peasy. Good times. Lots of heat. I bet you cheated. I bet you were up to a lot of tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Yeah. All the tomfoolery. Well, yeah, you've never seen one of my masses. Cheater. You sound like my ex-wife. Pumpkin eater. And it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore when you say that when she did. Goddamn. Well, <laughs> your pick is null and void, so... Tyler always. Am I give it to Katie for sliding me the fucking chain that I used to win the match with? How about no, that? That doesn't count. You've already done that. Have Tyler. Uh, my MVP of the week's gonna be Aiden Rock going to town with Martin Stone last night at C1W. That was a hell of a match. It was so freaking good. It was two beefy men slapping and hitting the shit out of each other and I loved it. And Aiden Hate hung with him and it was glorious. And she got ugly, didn't it? Ugly as a bat or ugly as in making my penis run? Uh, ugly as in it was like they just beat the fuck out of each other. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. Cool, because if it's anything like matches I've had with fucking Aiden and yeah, it was probably ugly as shit. It was it was a good match. It was it was fantastic, and Aiden was so awesome. Uh, I definitely think that's up there. And yeah, right, I'm, not, I'm gonna put you in the hot seat, then, Tyler. Which one was better, the match with Jaden and Marty, or the one with uh, Aiden and Marty? I went with Jaden and Marty, and Aiden will agree with that too. Why, if if this Aiden kid is so ugly, why doesn't he wrestle under a mask? He says it makes him too hot. There you go. 
I mean, he is wearing a mask over his back. Does he have a really ugly mask? I was just more referring to his back hair. Yeah, I was going to say, he has more back hair than Albert. Oh. Well, man, that there look like George Steele. He never takes a shirt off in the ring. Because he's still wearing nuts. underneath. It's like Dirty Dutchman tail out there wearing a fur coat in the ring. So my MVP this week is uh, it's going to have to be that boy, um, Joey Idol, with his uh, new Warwolf gimmick. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does with this. Uh, I feel like I've seen it somewhere before, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was on that one episode of Love, Sex, and Robots with the werewolf soldiers in Afghanistan fighting terrorist werewolf soldiers. Ted Muck says that's where he got the idea. Yeah, that's where he got the idea. Love the guy. <laughs> Damn. I'm sure that's exactly where he got the idea. I mean, I love the dude to death and all, but like, I give him a month tops before he gets bored and changes it. I've got a really great gimmick that I think would work great for him. Let's go. So he's an evil ice cream man. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have an ice cream truck. He went like the dude from Legion, right? With the big mouth? No, because he's on the indie, so he can't afford prosthetics. He's an ice cream man. Mm. That's a good point. You make a good point. Well, with that, everybody, uh, keep a lookout later this week. On Saturday, we'll be dropping our... Uh, follow up to the draft episode so you can find out uh, what we're going to do with uh, all those names we drafted. If you're one of those, congratulations. If you're not, well, you must suck. Anyway, uh, you could probably get better at wrestling if you didn't get drafted, but Paul Lee did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you uh, get guns on that one, JD. I will. Drake, what do you do? Bring us ice cream. Bring ice cream. Hagen-Dazs. <laughs> <laughs>